when the reader is ready, the book will appear. Me, paraphrasing a quote often misattributed to the Buddha. Welcome to Bookish, a literary podcast. I'm Paul, and today's episode is something of a Sunday ramble, but with only one topic. Finding that book that you literally cannot put down. Throughout my life, as I'm sure is the case throughout yours, I've read countless books that I really enjoyed, many that I loved, some that changed my life, but only very few that fall into the category of could not put down. Now, book reviewers love to describe a book as one, quote, you can't put down, just like they love to call a new novel the best thing since Shakespeare, Dante, Hemingway, whatever. They use the phrase can't put down so often, you would think that every new book is an instant classic, which is absolutely not the case. Now, when I say I couldn't put a book down, however, I mean it literally. I mean, I read it cover to cover with no or almost no break. I read faster when I was younger than I do now, which may have made those rare times a little easier. But even then, it meant that I was so enthralled by the story the author was telling. I'd call in sick to work, stay up all night, ignore meals, and usually only break for a cigarette and more coffee. Back in those long ago days when we smoked in our houses, I'd only break for more coffee. And we're not talking about short, easy books here. Plowing through a 150-page paperback mystery, or even a 200-page romance where you already know the plot and the cookie-cutter characters, is not all that much of a challenge, and thus not a reflection of how the book grabbed you in a way most don't. I'm talking about a book most people, including me, would never consider reading in one sitting. Yet once started, the book itself gives you no choice. In that moment, you're so hooked so carried along by its story and characters and mood that to put it aside even for a moment would be as impossible as ceasing to breathe. It sounds dramatic, I know, but if it's ever happened to you, and I hope it has, you get what I'm talking about. Let me give you a few examples of these books from my own experience. The first will not surprise any longtime listener of this podcast. It's Carlos Ruiz Safan's masterpiece, The Shadow of the Wind. At 486 pages, it's probably the longest book I've ever read in one sitting. Finishing at 5.30 a.m. after an all-night read, and then foolishly attempting to go into work. I think my answer to every question that day was either Barcelona or Fermin. If you've read it, you understand what I'm talking about. Ironically, it was that experience with the first book in the four-book Cemetery of Forgotten Books series that caused me to force myself to slow down with the other three books. I made the experience with them last, because I was so saddened when Shadow of the Wind was done. I think the sign of a great novel is that, like this one, you want it to go on for another 500 pages. The list of can't book down books for me, at least, is not confined to literary fiction. John Dunning's book To Die was one, as was the Jim Morrison biography, No One Here Gets Out Alive. Helene Hamp's 
84 Charing Cross Road and Hemingway's The Old Man in the Sea were cover-to-cover non-stop reads too, but they're both pretty short, so I can't really include them. One you might not expect on this list was Robin Sloan's Mr. Penumbra's 24-Hour Bookstore, but it is definitely one. The glow-in-the-dark cover made the nighttime part of the reading a little more interesting, and if you haven't read it, you really should. There are a couple of others, and that's exactly my point. There are only a few books that this happens with over the course of an entire lifetime. It may not happen with ones that are your all-time favorites. For me, it didn't happen with any Hemingway except Old Man in the Sea, which is my least favorite novel of his, or with The Razor's Edge, which I have reread every year for the past 35 years. And it may happen with one you don't ever go back to, like that Jim Morrison biography. It's an almost mystical confluence of book and reader that can't be forced and can't be duplicated. I've reread Shadow of the Wind numerous times, but never again in one sitting. And therein lies the problem with this otherwise amazing experience for a reader. Once you've had a can't-put-down experience, it's what you're looking for in every other book from that point on, whether you consciously realize it or not. Like your first kiss or the first time you saw Springsteen live, it's what you judge every other book against for the rest of your life. It sets you off on a quixotic quest to find that next one, knowing full well that it's an experience that cannot be forced and that magical moments are magical because they don't happen every day. I haven't had one in a long time, probably the most recent being that Penumbra book in 2013. I thought I'd found another just yesterday in Nicole Krause's excellent novel, The History of Love. But when the point came, 70 pages in, where the decision had to be made as to whether to call into work to keep reading or pick it up after I got off, I went to work. A great novel nonetheless, but the quest continues. And while the quest can be frustrating at times, it's also a hell of a lot of fun. The Lord of the Rings would have been pretty boring if Frodo simply had to walk across the street to destroy the One Ring, and Avengers would not have become the phenomenon it did if you went straight from Iron Man to Endgame without the other 21 films in between. And yes, even Ant-Man. So I wish you well on your quest for the unputdownable book, even as I continue on mine. Have you got a title of your own that you couldn't put down? Leave me a comment about it. I'm always looking for the next one. Have a great week and keep on reading. for listening to today's episode of Bookish. I hope you found it both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to keep episodes like this coming, I'd also like you to consider supporting us by clicking the support this podcast link on the anchor site. For as little as 99 cents a month, you can keep episodes like this coming and also help us get to the point where we're completely ad-free. Thanks again.